Good afternoon, this is Bill Young, and welcome to Prayer and Lunch Podcast. Uh, We're continuing on with our consecration to St. Joseph, Day 8. The title is St. Joseph, Pray for Us. Next statement was written by St. Pope Paul VI. We'll see at the beginning of the New Testament as the beginning of the old, there is a married couple. But whereas Adam and Eve were the source of evil, which was unleashed on the world, Joseph and Mary are the summit from which holiness begins to spread all over the earth. The Savior began the work of salvation by this virginal and holy union. St. Paul, St. Pope Paul VI. Marriage is at the heart of creation and redemption. As St. Pope Paul VI states, Adam and Eve was present at the beginning of creation, and Joseph and Mary was at the present and beginning of recreation. Jesus himself speaks of the kingdom of heaven as a wedding feast. See Matthew 22, 2. St. Pope Paul VI statements at the beginning of the selection is increasingly profound. On some level, he was presenting the idea that St. Joseph is the head of the new covenant family and Adam was the head of the first covenant family. This is fascinating idea. One has rarely been explored in the theological studies unless we think of the new head of the human family, the new Adam. We think of Jesus, see Corinthians 1, 1545, and rightly so. Jesus is God, and he alone regenerates humanity. Nevertheless, as the head of the Holy Family, St. Joseph was the head of our head. He is the Father of our Savior, the patron of the Universal Church, and our spiritual Father. St. Joseph is a new Adam. St. Joseph is, after Christ, the new head of the human family. As such, we are obligated to obey the fourth commandment in this regard. Honor your father and mother. Failing to love and honor St. Joseph is offense against God. In fact, the fatherhood of St. Joseph is so important for us that our spiritual growth depends on it. If Jesus himself increased in wisdom and knowledge through the fatherhood of St. Joseph, we need St. Joseph's fatherhood to help us acquire the proper attire needed for entrance into the wedding feast of heaven. See Matthew twenty-two twelve. St. Joseph will help you get to the wedding feast of heaven since we know that St. Joseph loves us 
And so we love and honor him in return. We can trust that he will help us get to heaven. The greatest thing any father can do for his children is to help them get to heaven. Our first father, Adam, ruined that possibility for all his children. Our first father's disobedience caused the downfall of all creation and kept us from entering heaven. St. Joseph's fatherhood, on the other hand, elevates us and helps us to enter heaven. He loves us and helps us to become saints and brings us to the path that leads to heaven, Jesus. St. Joseph is the delight of saints. Every saint loves St. Joseph. It is impossible to find a single saint who does not love St. Joseph. While the devotion to St. Joseph develops slowly over time, no saint ever disliked St. Joseph. It is impossible to truly have the love of God and neighbor in your heart. That is, be holy. If this disdained the husband of Mary and the earthly father of, of Jesus Christ, to enter heaven you need resemble your spiritual father in the steadfast love. He will help you acquire the correct attire, the virtues and the holiness needed to enter the wedding feast of heaven. It is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being, and the last Adam, a life-giving spirit. But the spiritual was not the first, rather the natural and then the spiritual. The first man was from the earth, earthly. The second man came from heaven. As it was, the earthly one also, the earthly and in heavenly one. So also the heavenly one. Just as we have been born of the image of the earthly one, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly one. 1 Corinthians 1545-49 Now we will read the delight of saints. The delight of saints. St. Maximilian Kobe. With this exception of our loving mother, St. Joseph stands above all saints. St. Maximilian Kobe. St. Joseph is a unique saint. He is honored and loved as the main closest to Christ. His virtues and holiness is extraordinary. Many fathers of the church, for example, St. Jerome and St. Augustine, praise St. Joseph as an example of love and humility and dedication to Jesus and Mary. St. Gregory the Nazarene, considered St. Joseph to be so holy that he called him the most luminous of all saints. He writes, The Almighty has consecrated in St. Joseph, as in the sun unveils the luster and the combined light and splendor of all other saints. St. Gregory the Nazarene's statement is a bold one. As a doctor of the church, his teachings has Pernanal value. 
he is claiming that St. Joseph's holiness exceeds even that of Our Lady. No, that is not what he's saying. There is, however, some things very important to be learned from St. Gregory's excellent praise of St. Joseph. Let me explain. From the beginning of Christianity, all of Jesus' followers acknowledged the super-holiness super, super of Mary, the mother of Jesus. It was rare, however, for anyone in the early church to refer to Mary as a saint. Why is that, you wonder? Well, early Christians considered Mary to be so holy that they gave a unique category of holiness. Her person and privilege is so great that she was given the title All Holy Mother of God. Even today, it's extremely rare for Catholics to refer to the Virgin Mary as Saint Mary. When the title is used by Catholics, it is generally used for a building or institution that has been so named in her honor of the Virgin Mary. For example, Many churches and schools and hospitals are named St. Mary's in everyday conversation. However, it is utmost unheard of for a Catholic to refer to the Virgin Mary as St. Mary. If a Catholic does call her St. Mary, it's very likely the person is a covenant to, to Catholicism from one of many Protestant denominations. This helps us to understand why saints throughout history re refers to St. Joseph as the greatest of all saints. Namely, the Virgin Mary is a different category altogether. In the kingdom of God, Mary is the most elevated of all creatures. But St. Joseph ranks, outranks all the other saints. Please keep this distinction in mind as you make your way through the rest of the book. At the time, it will seem that saints, blessed, and popes are claiming that St. Joseph is holier than Mary in their statements. Just remember, he isn't. Okay, so the early church understands St. Joseph is to be the holiest human person after Mary. But what statement Jesus himself made regarding the greatness of St. John the Baptist, remember that. In the Gospel of Luke, Jesus said, I tell you, among you, those who are born of a woman, no one is greater than John the Baptist. Isn't that Jesus saying that John the Baptist is greater than St. Joseph? Actually, that's not what Jesus is saying at all. In the 16th century, St. Lawrence uh, offered this articulate and well-thought-out response to the exact question. He writes, Though not his Jesus further by generations, St. Joseph was the father in his upbringing. His care, his affection of his heart, it seems to me, therefore, that Joseph is clearly the holiest of all the saints. Holy than the paradox, and then the prophets, then the apostles, then all other saints. The objection cannot be raised that the Lord said John the Baptist is among those born of a woman. There has not been a greater than John the Baptist. Luke seven twenty eight. also see Matthew eleven eleven. Just as it cannot be understood 
to mean that John is even holier than Christ or the Blessed Virgin. So it can be understood in reference to the Blessed Joseph that the spouse of the Virgin Mary and the father of Christ, for just as husband and wife, one in flesh, so Joseph and Mary were one in heart, one in soul, and one in spirit. As it's the first marriage God created Eve to be like Adam, so in the second marriage it remained Joseph to be like the Blessed Virgin in holiness and justice. St. Lawrence's reasoning is all theological, brilliant, and flawless. After all, Jesus and Mary themselves were born of a woman. Jesus can't possibly be stating that St. John the Baptist is greater than the Son of God or his Immaculate Mother. To better understand why Jesus is not saying John the Baptist is greater than St. Joseph, it is important to examine the entire statement made by Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. It reads, I tell you, among those born of a woman, no one is greater than John the Baptist. Yet, the least in the kingdom of God is greater than he, Luke 7.28. When you read the entire passage, you realize Jesus is making this statement because of the new covenant it is established. St. John the Baptist is the greatest of the Old Testament figures because he is the friend of the bridegroom. He is the greatest man, not because he's the holiest one who ever lived, but because he is the best man at the wedding of Messiah. See John 3.29. He is the greatest man in the old covenant, not the new covenant. He is more important person at the wedding, the best man or the bride. The answer is obviously the bride is greater. That is Jesus is saying, therefore, the kingdom that everyone, even the least person in the kingdom of heaven, that is those who celebrate the wedding of the Lamb, is essentially exposed to God and therefore greater than the best man at the wedding. In heaven, even the least person is greater than John, the Baptist, which held to be on earth because entirely exposed to God. Another way of understanding the preponence of St. Joseph, all of the saints, including St. John the Baptist, by acknowledging the supreme dignity of the father of St. Joseph. As great as John the Baptist is, he is not the father of Jesus Christ. Fatherhood has its rights and privileges, accompanying its duties and responsibilities. Fatherly missions of St. Joseph required greater graces than any other saints that has ever received. In the kingdom, not only does the king and the queen shine forth in the king like the sun and the moon, but also the, the kingdom's princes and dukes and governors, etc., especially the parents and the blood relatives of the king, who shine like the stars in the sky and held in honor by the king's good and faithful subjects. So many friends and reasons certainly demand that the kingdom of Christ is not only Christ, but the Blessed Virgin Mary, to be worthy of the high esteem. 
but also all the saints, and especially the blessed man, Joseph, the father of Christ, and his spouse of the most holy virgin, to be held in the highest honor by Christ himself as the father and by the most holy virgin as her husband. St. Lawrence. St. Lawrence is a remarkable apologist for St. Joseph. By the way, St. Lawrence is also a doctor of the church. In the same sermon, St. Lawrence offered you another reason why. St. Joseph exalted the place in the kingdom of heaven is greater than any other saints. If Christ sits at the right hand of the Father, in the glory of the paradise above, all the choirs of angels, and because he's the first of all the presidents and was the holiest of holiest in this world, and the Blessed Virgin, by reason of her own holiness, holds the second place after Christ, she is also the second but reason. The precipitations from eternity and graces in time, it seems to me that because Joseph holds the third place after Christ, in eternal presentation and graces of time. So, by the same reasoning, he holds the third place of glory. Of paradise. St. Joseph is the greatest saint in the kingdom of heaven because God pristained him for that position. This reality should make our hearts extremely joyful. Rejoice, devote servants of St. Joseph, for you are the close paradise, the, le uh, the ladder leading up. But three rings, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, St. Leonard. Who is not aware of that? After the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph is, of all saints, one of the dearest to God. The exalt, the exalt status given to St. Joseph by the doctors of the church has led in particular way to describing the love and reverence due to St. Joseph. The following distinctions was created by the theologians and are very helpful for understanding the reverence to God and his saints. God, adoration. Mary, highest reverence. St. Joseph, first revealed and all the saints, and all other saints. It's a unique place of all others is God. He is alone worthy of adoration. In Greek, the word for adoration is latra. Only God is worthy of latra, adoration. The Virgin Mary below God puts above all everyone else, including the highest choir of angels, is a given specifically form of a veneration, whose Greek name is hypertalic, which is means the highest reverence. Saint Joseph below Mary, but above all the other saints, is according to the form of veneration, whose Greek name is prodotaly which means first revised among all other saints. Last but not least are the saints. We acknowledge their holiness and honor them with the type of veneration, which Greek names 
edula, which means reverence. One saint who loved and, re and revered St. Joseph in an extraordinary manner is St. Teresa of Avila, another doctor of the church. In her autobiography, St. Teresa tells the story of how she was hailed from a, healed from a serious illness through the intercession of St. Joseph. Her miraculous healing led her to a zealous spread of devotion to St. Joseph. She was so convinced that the power and efficacy of St. Joseph's intercession that she challenged people to put the devotion to St. Joseph to the test. St. Teresa of Avila was a bold woman. This is what she wrote in her autobiography. I wish I could persuade everyone to be devoted to the glorious St. Joseph, for I have great experience of blessings which can be obtained from God. I do not remember that I have ever asked for anything of him which he has failed to grant. I am astonished that at great favors which God has bestowed on me through the blessed saint and at the perils from which he was delivered me, both in body and soul, and to other saints, the Lord seems to have given grace to help us in some of our necessities. But all my experience is that St. Joseph helped us in them all. Also, that the Lord wishes to teach us that he was himself subject to earth to St. Joseph. So in heaven he now does all Joseph's asking. And this has been experienced by other persons whom I have advised, commanded themselves to the saint. I only request for the love of God. Whoever will not believe me will test the truth what I say, for he will see the experience how great the blessing it is to recommend oneself to the glorious patriarch and to be devoted to him. Many people have taken St. Teresa up on her devotional challenge. St. Teresa's confidence in St. Joseph rests on the firm theological foundation too. Several centuries before St. Teresa, St. Thomas Aquinas, another doctor of the church, universally claimed that the greatest theologian in the history of the church called the powerful intercession of St. Joseph unlimited he writes, There are many saints to whom God has given the power to assist us in the necessities of life, but the power of giving to St. Joseph is unlimited. It is extremely our needs and all those who invoke him. Confidence are sure to be heard. Truth to be told, there are endless numbers of holy men and women who have exalted the greatness of St. Joseph. All saints delight in him. To list all the saints who loved and were devoted to him would be impossible, but there are a select few who really stand out. St. Bernardine of Sinera, St. Lawrence, St. Teresa Avila, St. Francis de Sales, Venerable Mary Agenda. The Blessed William Joseph, the Blessed Maria, Repetur, St. Peter Julian, the Blessed Jean Joseph, St. Leonard, St. Lingrade, 
the Blessed Anne Catherine, St. Joseph Marallo, the Blessed Maria Teresa of St. Joseph, the Blessed Pedro of St. Joseph, St. Andrew Bessette, the Venerable Fulton Sheen, St. Joseph, St. Jose Maria, Peter, the Blessed Gabriel. You may be familiar with some of the names on the list, but I bet you there's some you never heard of. Don't worry, you find out more about them in this book. They are the champions of St. Joseph. Saints, blessed, and, and mystics are not the only ones who loved and delighted St. Joseph. Many popes also have praised the greatness of St. Joseph. The blessed Pope Pius the Ninth, Pope Leo the Thirteenth, Pope Benedict the Fifteenth, the Venerable Pope Pius the Twelfth, Saint Pope John the Twenty Third, Saint John Paul the Second. The list of popes are considered shorter than the list of saints, isn't it? The reason is because papal promotion of Saint Joseph, while it's not entirely new, took centuries to develop. It took the church leaders a very long time to finally recognize the greatness of St. Joseph and proclaim the greatness of official documents. Nevertheless, once the papacy started to promote St. Joseph, it really took off. After the blessed Pope Pius IX, there hasn't been a single pope that has not praised the greatness and uniqueness of holiness of St. Saint Joseph. For the Commission of Art, the pacting above mentioned 26 champions of St. Joseph. Did you know Pope Leo XIII taught that the dignity of St. Joseph is so great that it can be considered higher than of angels, even the higher choir of angels? He wrote, The dignity of the Mother of God is elevated that there is no higher created one. But since St. Joseph was united to the Blessed Virgin by the contraband, no doubt there is an approach nearer than any other of super dignity of hers by the Mother of God, suppressing all other creatures and uh, natures. The conjugal union is the greatest of all. By the very nature of the complement and practical communication of the goods of the spouse. If God gave St. Joseph to Mary to be her spouse, he certainly did not give him merely a, a companion in life, a witness of her virginity, a guardian in her honor, but he made him also a participant in conjuring bond of the intimate dignity for which was hers. Wow, Pope Leo XIII theological statement is one of the most powerful ever made about St. Joseph. Your spiritual father is higher than the angels. In the Catholic theology, he's also been taught that the Virgin Mary loves of God and therefore her dignity and closeness to God surpasses those of her other creature beings, including the angels. Her cooperation with God is unique because she collaborated mentally and physically to the incarnation of the second person of the Holy Trinity, 
For centuries it was thought that after Mary's great dignity, the nine choirs of angels were nearer to God than other creatures because their role and mission and servants and ministers. God's holy will, however, theology of St. Joseph has developed and became more prominent in the life of the church. It has become clear that there is another human person who is above all the other choirs of angels, St. Joseph. O oh God, the glory of St. Joseph is known only by you and your angels. Men are not worthy to know it. The admirable saint is higher than the heavenly spirits. Blessed Bartolomeo. The dignity of St. Joseph is so great, none can be greater. St. George. St. Joseph has a dignity and a closeness to God and surpasses all that of all holy angels. Angels are close to God because they are servants of his will. St. Joseph is close to God because he is the father of Jesus. St. Joseph's cooperated role in the redemption required greater graces than any angel had ever received. Though it's not biological father of Jesus, and therefore not someone who cooperated in the same way as Mary did in the Carnation, St. Joseph nevertheless cooperated morally in, in the Carnation by raising the God-man with the perfect paternal love. Mary was not unwed mother when she was convinced conceived the Savior of the world in her womb. She was married to St. Joseph. The incarnation took place within the context of St. Joseph's marriage to Mary. St. Joseph's role was planned from all eternity, even before the creation of the angels. Furthermore, Jesus never called any angel father. No angel, no matter how exalted, ever educated the God-man. God does not obey angels. St. Joseph, on the other hand, not only educated Jesus, but was privileged to command the God-man in his role as the father of the Messiah. This father love and dignity in Arthur is reserved for St. Joseph in such a wondrous dignity that God made St. Joseph the spiritual father of all humanity as well as the, the patron of the universe, Church. No angel, regardless of their ranking in the heavenly choirs, has such a dignity. The surpassing dignity of the fatherhood of St. Joseph is the reason Pope Pius started, stated that the intercession of St. Joseph is all-powerful before God, he wrote. The intercession of St. Joseph is that husbands and the punitive father, the head of the family of the Nazareth, which was composed of himself, Mary, and Jesus. And St. Joseph was truly the head of the matter of the house. His intercession could not be all but powerful, for he could. Jesus and Mary refused to St. Joseph. He was entirely consecrated to them all his life, to whom they were truly owed the means of earthly existence. Pope Pius XI. St. Joseph is the delight of all saints and popes. He should be delighted as well. You're delighted as well. 
all saints in the glory is sharing the merit, honor, and particular respect. But is it evident that next to the Blessed Mother, St. Joseph possesses just the title of the more than sweet, more intimate, and penetrating the places in our hearts belonging to him alone? St. Pope John XXIII. St. Joseph, after Mary, is the greatest of saints and the most dear to Jesus, the blessed Bernardo Lago. And uh, that completes that. Uh, we will now be praying. Let's go back to it. To the litany of St. Joseph. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ have mercy, Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy, Lord have mercy. Christ graciously hear us, Christ graciously hear us. God the Father in heaven, have mercy on us. God the Son, the Redeemer of the world, have mercy on us. God the Holy Spirit, have mercy on us. Holy Trinity, one God, have mercy on us. Holy Mary, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. Noble offspring of David, pray for us. The light of the patriarch, pray for us. The spouse of the mother of God, pray for us. Chastity, guardian of the virgin, pray for us. The foster father of the son of God, pray for us. The zealous defender of Christ, pray for us. The head of the holy family, pray for us. Joseph the most just, pray for us. Joseph the most chastised, pray for us. Joseph the most prudent, pray for us. Joseph the most courageous, pray for us. Joseph the most obedient, pray for us. Joseph the most faithful, pray for us. The mirror of patience, pray for us. The lover of poverty, pray for us. The model of the workman, pray for us. The glory of domestic life, pray for us. The guardian of virgins, pray for us. The pillar of families, pray for us. The comfort of the afflicted, pray for us. The hope of the sick, pray for us. The patron of the dying, pray for us. The terror of demons, pray for us. Protector of the Holy Church, pray for us. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, spare us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, graciously hear us, O Lord. Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, have mercy on us. He who made him Lord of his household and prince over all his possessions. Let us pray. O God, who in the loving providence tastes blessed Joseph to be the spouse of your most holy mother, grant us the favor of having him for our intercessor in heaven, for whom on earth we venerate as our protector, you who live and reign forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all and have a great day.